Hey everyone, how's it going? So uh, what do you think about my new studio? <laughs> so anyways, um, I have not been able to get into my office, but uh, I'm going to be able to get in, in here in just a second. I've been waiting for someone to get here. So anyways, I just wanted to get on here and say I'll be starting uh, starting again. So I'll, I'll put on a... Uh, a um, one of those waiting videos, 30 second waiting videos. Give me a second. I'll jump, hop back in on the uh, studio. I just, I'm trying to get started at 6.30 every morning. So give me one moment and I'll see you all in a little bit. Give me uh, one second here. And I will be right back. Give me one second, guys. I'll be right back in the studio. And let's see here. So I'm back in here, but <laughs> I am not, I have not got the studio set up. So I guess what I might do is technical difficulties this morning. Hey, Bertie, <laughs> should be in here. Oh, awesome, awesome. Great, great, great. Are you okay? <laughs> I am okay. 
I, I was I think I was just too intent on getting this um getting this stream set up that I thought, you know, I'll get this started and then we'll just get going. But um if I can't get can't get this set up, then I might just continue streaming from my phone. Can everyone hear me? It seems like there's a couple people listening. I might just go for my phone this morning. Um yeah, that's what it looks like I might do because now that I'm here, here with the uh, studio setup and everything, my computer is giving me a second. So whenever the, uh, whenever everything else powers on, I'll just switch to that. But for now, we'll just go ahead and get started. Um, got that nice little <laughs> awesome bird. Great, great, great. Well, we'll go ahead and get started. So it's interesting. I was going over another version of Pilgrim's Progress, and they have it broken up into stages versus chapters. So I thought that was interesting. So you might see that in some different editions of Pilgrim's Progress is that breakdown in stages. And so if you have a book that breaks down into stages, I believe we are in the fifth, uh, in the fifth stage. So fourth or fifth stage. I didn't look into that too closely. The edition that we're reading out of today has uh, chapters in it. And uh, it, I, there's actually 11 different editions of Pilgrim's Progress that we go through. Um, so that, that the author, John Bunyan, revised. So there was 11 total. Very interesting uh, to see that. But anyways, let's go ahead and jump right into this. And like I said, once once the rest of the studio boots up, then we'll we'll just go from there. But we won't let the uh, won't let the, the technology stop us this morning. So we have now uh, in chapter nine. If you're in, if you are in this book, we're in chapter nine and uh, page sixty one. And Krishna has come to the bottom of the hill, uh, of this hill that he had been staying on. And now he is in the, he's now entering into the Valley of Humiliation. And, and the author reminds us that this Valley of Humiliation is something that is necessary for Christians who have received lots of blessings, uh, lots of mercy, because uh, as Paul said, uh, he would have been, um, puffed up and, and prideful had this had God not brought this situation to him. And I think it's important to keep that in mind when things are going very, very well, uh, that uh, it, it won't always be that way, right? Uh, but we enjoy it while we have it. And and like I said, we commit the things, those things to memory so that when things get rough, we can remember uh, the goodness of God and remember that he, he goes down with us. So we'll go ahead and begin here. It says, uh, but now in this valley of humiliation, poor Christian was hard put to it, for he had gone but a little way before he espied a foul fine coming over the hill, coming over the field to meet him. His name is Apollyon. Then Christian began to be afraid and began to cast in his mind whether to go back or to stand his ground. It's interesting because you'd think by now he wouldn't be thinking of going back. Uh, because he's thought of going back four or five times now, and and uh, the the discouragements and and the things that he's seen up until this point would make you go, 
he, he knows where, where he's at now. He, he's got the encouragement he needs. Uh, why would he be thinking of going back? And I love the fact, it's like in Psalms, right? You When you follow David in his journey, uh, it is, it's important to, to recognize that uh, it is not the, it's not the, where we are at specifically, but where we are heading at the moment. If we ever turn back, as long as there's progress, right? That's what I love about this book, The Pilgrim's Progress. And and that's what it is in our life. There must be progress. And anytime there is there is not progress in our life, then that's when we need to that that's that's the dangerous point when there is no progress. There's no progression in our Christian life. Or it's a constant back and forth. There's no really any true progress. It's two steps forward, two steps back, two steps forward, two steps back, one step forward, one step back. And it's just like there's never any true progress. And I think that's important to to consider. Hey John, how's it going? Good morning. So I'm I'm going from the phone this morning. It's it's been a wild morning. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> there's only a few things that I can uh, keep constant in my life. But if I can if I can do this in the morning. I was planning on reading this anyways, but I thought let's go live. We're not going to stop the live stream just because I can't get the can't get access to my studio right now. So, anyways, so then Christian began to be afraid and to cast in his mind whether to go back or to stand his ground. But he considered again that he had no armor for his back, and therefore that, and therefore thought that to turn the back to him might give him greater advantage with ease to pierce him with his darts. Therefore, he resolved to venture and stand his ground. Oh, my mom just texted me and said to fix the top of my hair. It's bothering her. Well, mother, it won't get fixed because that's what happens over 12 hours of sleep. Not 12 hours of sleep, 4 hours of sleep. Have kids. Uh, so, therefore, he resolved to venture and stand his ground. For thought he had, I no more in my eye than saving of my life. It would be best. It would be the best way to stand. How true that is. So he went on, and Apollyon met him. Now the monster was hideous to behold. He was clothed with scales like a fish, and they are his pride. He had wings like a dragon, feet like a bear, and out of his belly came fire and smoke, and his mouth was as the mouth of a lion. When he came up to Christian, he beheld him with a disdainful, disdainful countenance, and thus began to question him. We have a note here from the author. He says, Do not be terrified. Though you meet Satan, and he assaults you in the most terrible form. But mind this, before Satan was suffered to attack Pilgrim, his Lord had provided and fitted him with armor, wherewith he could stand his ground, conquer Satan, and repel all his fiery darts. In every conflict with Satan, the battle is the Lord's. His strength is engaged for our victory, and therefore fight the good fight of faith. I love that. The battle, I, I know I've read that, the battle is the Lord's. But truly, every every battle that we have with Satan isn't ours. It is the Lord's, and it must be fought in faith. He has equipped us. He's given us the, the armor that we need, the armor of God, so that we can stand our ground and conquer him. And this is expected to turn, uh, to turn away and to submit or yield to Satan 
would be to acknowledge his his power in our lives and i think we we must be careful to uh to recognize that in our lives and so when he when he came up to krishna beheld with a disdainful countenance and thus began to question him pauline asked whence come you and whither are you bound and that's the same question that everyone else asked him he says i'm come from the city of destruction which is the place of all evil and I'm going to the city of Zion. By this I perceive that thou art one of my subjects. For all that country is mine, and I am the prince and god of it. How is it then that thou hast run away from thy king? Were it not that I hope thou mayest do me more service, and I would strike thee now at one blow to the ground. Christian replied and says, I was indeed born in your dominions, but your service was hard, and your wages such as a man could not live on. For the wages of sin is death. It's Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. Therefore, when I was come to years, I did, as others per consider persons do, look out if perhaps I might mend myself. We have a note here from the author. He says, all this is the effect of believing God's word and the conviction it brings, uh, which it brings to the mind, of the evil of sin, of the deplorable state the sinner finds himself in, and of the grace and salvation of the Son of God. As soon as a man believes these truths, he quits the service of the father of lies. And by, faith, and by the faith of the truth, he is armed to resist Satan. For it is the glory of faith to draw all its reasonings from divine truth. Well, it's so, it's so interesting how... Bunyan can put so much into so few words, uh, but this, but the simple truth is that these, the effect of, of faith in our lives, is what gives us the power to conquer, gives us the, the ability to resist, and, and it's not the glory is not in us. The glory, it's the glory of faith, of the the glory of, of faith in Christ. Uh, the 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 way he puts this that you know that we would qu we quit the service we quit our service to the father of lies once we believe the truths of the son of god it's it's not i see i see some people argue or or contend that you know you believe in god but the um the fact that he saves you or, or i'm sorry the fact that your life changes is is a separate thing you know he saves you and he saves your soul first and then he wills to save your body and i don't i don't know if we can um i don't, I don't know how you can honestly deduce that from anywhere in scripture the the fact is that the two are are one and the same um, or, or it might be the wrong approach. Uh, the the power of the gospel in our lives is is not found in our, in our own ability. It's it's found in in the faith we have in Christ Jesus and in Him. The uh, the fact that we quit our service to Satan isn't something that we do. It's something that God does in us, and it's important to realize that. Uh, so, Apollon responds to this 
to Krishna and says, well, there is no prince that will thus lightly lose his subjects. Neither will I as yet lose thee. But since thou complainest of thy service and wages, be content to go back. What our country will afford, I do here promise to give thee. Krishna says, but I have let myself to another, even to the king of princes. And I can, and how can I with fairness go back with thee? Paulian reminds me, he says, that was done in this according to the proverb, changed a bad for a worse. But it is ordinary for those that have professed themselves as servants after a while to give him the slip and return again to me. Do thou so too, and all shall be well. Oh, we've got quite the uh, quite the offer here from from Satan. He says this is this is common. A lot of people profess they profess to have him as their king, but they come back to me, and we know that to be true. So we have some truth in here. He tells Christian, "You do the same, and, and everything will be just fine." And okay, and we have a, a note from the author. He acknowledges this as well. He says, "Here the father of." What happened? There we go. Sorry about that. So we have this uh, from from the author. He says, "Here the father of lies delivers a most awful truth, but like himself, backs it up with a lying promise." So he gives that truth out, and he says, "You know, this is this is what most most people who profess to have Christ as their king. They they just." They give him the slip and come back to me. And you know, if, if you do the same, you'll be fine. And this is where the this is the lying promise. Most dreadful to most dreadful to think of, says Bunyan, to set out in the profession of Jesus and again yet to turn back to the service of Satan. Yet how common is this? Such reject Christ's truth and believe the devil's lie that all shall be well. But their end is ill, and their death damnation you know it's it's interesting to think that and, and i love how he puts this because it's not that some people say well you, you, do you believe someone can lose their salvation no of course not uh, it, it's not theirs in the first place to lose uh, but what someone can do is they can falsely profess uh, or, or they can you know or just profess i guess that might be a little bit redundant there um, they they can profess to believe, but as the trials and temptations come to uh, that, and a true believer would be purging them to bring forth more fruit. And in, in the life of this professor, there is no true that there is no true seed, and so there is no fruit. And so he professes. He changes his own life. He looks the part. He sounds the part. He sounds like the rest of the fig trees in the garden. He looks like the rest of the fig trees. He's got leaves. Uh, I mean, he just blends right in up until the point there is no fruit. And the Bible reminds us the master of the vineyard comes seeking fruit. He doesn't come looking for your profession. He doesn't want to see if you look like another Christian or you sound like another Christian or you say the same things as a true believer, he is looking for fruit. And, that, and it's important for us to be, to be reminded of that. And, 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 and take heed that m- most, many professors 
are just that, and they are not true believers. Many come back to their truth, to their true master, Satan, after a while. Uh, when it gets hard, it might take them a few days, a few months, a few years, a few decades, but they always come back. And this is a tr- this is something that's true, but it's because they believe the lie that uh, it'll be fine. I'm okay. I, I I'm I'm fine. I I can I can go back and serve my old master. Nope. That's that's where you're wrong. Christian replies and says, I have given him my faith and I have sworn my allegiance to him. How then can I go back from this and not be hanged as a traitor? Apollyon says, Well, thou didst the same to me, and yet I'm willing to pass by all, if now thou wilt go and yet turn again and go back. Christian says, What I promised thee was in my nonage. I don't know what nonage means, and I'll have to look it up at another time because I only have one device in front of me. Uh, but uh, nonage, if someone can look that up and put that in the comments, what does that mean? N-O-N-A-G-E. Uh, he says, what I promised thee was in my nonage. And besides, I count, it, I count that the prince under whose banner now I stand is able to absolve me, yea, and to pardon also what I did as to my compliance with thee. Besides, O thou destroying Apollyon, to speak truth, I like his service, his wages, his servants, his government, his company, and country are better than thine. Therefore, leave off to persuade me further. I am his servant, and I will follow him. Ha, wouldn't that be our response when we are tempted by Satan? Like, hey, I, I, I I like my new master. He's kind. He loves me. His wages are eternal life. His servants are kind. They're loving. His government's better. Hear that one? I don't want to get too much into that, but there is another government besides the one that is on this earth. There are only two governments. There's God's government and Satan's government. And hint, God's government's not here on earth. Not yet. Hope, But hopefully it is in your life. Um, but it, one day it will rule this entire earth and uh what a day that will be apollyon says okay well consider again when thou art in cool blood what thou art like to meet with in the way that thou goest thou knowest that for the most part his servants come to an ill end because they are transgressors against me and my ways how many of them have been put to shameful deaths besides thou counted his service better than mine Whereas he never yet came from the place where he is to deliver any that served him out of their hands. But as for me, how many times, as all the world very well knows, have I delivered, either by power or fraud, those that have faithfully served me from him and his, though taken by them. And so, I'll deliver thee. We have a note from the author, and he says, Mark the many subtle ways and artful reasonings of Satan to prevent pilgrims from persevering in the ways of the Lord. Happy for us not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. And I I think that's that's very important to consider, uh, that there there is a level of of ignorance that can hurt us if if we're not careful. There is a good ignorance, a simplicity, if you will, that Paul speaks of, 
It says, I'd rather you simple concerning the evil, but I would not have you be ignorant of Satan's devices. And and I think there's there is a a line that can be crossed either way. And I think it's important to consider that. Um, and so as, as we see here, that this reasoning that goes on, it, it's a picture of what goes on in our own lives. Oh, uh, Bertie found the, uh, so I have um, a comment here on YouTube. Uh, knowledge is the period of immaturity or youth. Ah, great. Yes, that is, that's a great um, excuse that's given by Christian here. He says, look, I was, I promised that all to you. I was, I was immature. I was young, but now I'm, I'm under a new prince now. And it, th this is a real picture of, of the battle we go through. Not, we're yet to get into the, the battle where almost brings Christian to his, to his death. This is all the battle. I, I, I see this battle as the battle in the mind, uh, warring with, with Satan and, and really coming after us at, at the mental level. But eventually, I believe as we go further into this confrontation, it begins to become a, a physical battle. And, and really, if, if we don't start off on the right foot, then we'll, we'll never stand a chance to make it once the battle gets real. So anyways, um, I'm going to go ahead and, and stop it there. I know we started a little bit later, had some technical difficulties, had a cowlick going on here that was bothering some people. But anyways, guys, thank you all for joining me this morning. I hope the words were encouraging. I know it was for me. And I hope you all have a great day. We will see you, Lord willing, tomorrow uh, back with the other setup. But I know uh, this worked today. So thank you again. Hey, Bertie, thank you so much for uh, helping me out with that. That new word today, nonage, means period of immaturity or youth. Alrighty. Well, hey, thank you all again so much for joining. Hope you all have a great day.